Matthew chapter 22, commencing with verse 1 and concluding with verse number 8. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready. But those who were invited were not worthy. Our key verses are verses 3 and verse 4. And sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited. See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. For a few minutes this morning, I want to speak from the subject, the expectation of a servant. The expectation of a servant. Take your seats and pray along with us. Our Father and our God, in the immaculate name of your Son, Christ Jesus. First of all, Father God, we simply, simply want to say thank you, Lord. You've been so good to us, Father God, and we can't thank you enough. We thank you for the worship that has gone forth. And Father God, right now, we ask that the words that will come forth from our mouth will be used for our education edification, but most of all, your exaltation. I pray, Father God, that the words that will come forth from my mouth will, use, will be used to help someone move closer in their relationship with you. So, Father God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. All these blessings we ask in your Son, Christ Jesus' name. Amen. The expectation of a servant. The expectation of a servant. The book of Matthew, as you well know, is the first book in the New Testament. And it tells the story of Jesus Christ of Nazareth from his genealogy to his great commission. So the book of Matthew tells the story of Jesus Christ of Nazareth 
from his genealogy to his great commission. And it was written to fulfill an Old Testament prophecy. So for centuries, the Jews had waited for the long the long-awaited Messiah, or for centuries they had waited for the long-awaited Messiah. And so Matthew wrote this book to convince the readers that Jesus Christ was that long-awaited Savior, Messiah, or King. Now there's a lot that is going on in Matthew chapter number 22. There are 46 verses in Matthew chapter 22, and there are four questions that were asked in a dialogue between Jesus, the Pharisees, the Herodians, and the people. There were four questions that were asked in that particular chapter. You may remember us preaching from the subject, what do you think of Christ from Matthew chapter 22, verses 41 through 46. That message answered the question about Christ. But I said there were four or three other questions besides that question, a total of four questions that were asked, asked or that, were, that occurred during a dialogue between Jesus, the religious leaders, and others. So in Matthew chapter 22, let me give you a breakdown to let you know all of the things that were happening in that particular chapter. Now, we have chosen this morning to zero in on verses 1 through 14. So if you were to read Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14, you will discover the parable about the called and chosen. The parable about the called and chosen. The parable about the called and chosen. That's verses 1 through 14 of Matthew chapter 22. Verses 15 through 22 is the question about Caesar. The question about Caesar. Verses 23 through 33 of Matthew chapter 22, you'll discover the question about the commitment. Question about commitment. Verses 34 through 40 is the question about the commandment. The question about the commandment. So the greatest commandment. And lastly, as we mentioned to you, as we preached on previously, Matthew 22, verses 41 through 46, that is the question about Christ, the question about Christ. Now, today's message will sound very similar to a message that we preached not too long ago entitled Important Invitations, Important Invitations. You might recall that that message talked about the parable of the Great Supper, the parable of the Great Supper. That occurred in Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. The title of that message was Important Invitations. And what happened was there was this man that prepared this great feast or this great supper, and he invited a lot of people. And he sent his servants out once the, once the supper or the feast was ready, once the food was ready, he sent out his servant to let the people that were invited, who had already RSVP'd, so to speak, to let them know that the food was ready. But one after the other, they had an excuse. All of them had an excuse. One guy had an excuse that he couldn't come because of his wealth or property. You may remember this. Another had an excuse because of his work or his profession. And lastly, another person had an excuse related to his wife or partner. 
So the man who had prepared the feast, you might imagine, was pretty upset. He was furious. He was angry. And so what he decided to do was to forget about the RSP, RSVP list or the invitation list. And he told his servant to just go out and invite the poor, the lame, the crippled, and the blind. Ultimately, we learned from that message that the invitees, the invitees, the invitees, those that were invited, rejected, rejected the invitation, but the inviter redirected the invitation. Y'all got that? So the invitees, those that were invited, they rejected the invitation. So the inviter redirected that invitation to the poor, the blind, the crippled, and the lame. As Christians, my brothers and sisters, you should understand that we are considered ambassadors for Christ. We are considered ambassadors for Christ. That means we are representatives of Jesus Christ. We also are considered disciples. That means we follow his precepts and his examples. We should be observant, number one, but we should also be obedient to his precepts and his examples. And so as disciples, as followers of Christ, one of the things that we should observe and be aware of is that we have a duty to go out and spread the gospel. We have a duty to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. We have a duty to go out and make effort to create more followers of Christ, to create more disciples of Christ. So our lesson today is, is meant to teach us what we should expect as a servant. The lesson or the scriptures that we will read, and where I'm going to walk you through verses 1 through 10 of Matthew chapter 22 so that you can understand that there are three expectations that are outlined here in the scripture. And this is a dialogue that took place between Jesus and the Pharisees and Sadducees. So really, that, all of that, this dialogue really occurred throughout the entire, entire chapter. And here Jesus sort of teaches, he, he's, he has a number of teachings on, on the kingdom of heaven. And here he likened the kingdom of heaven to a man who had prepared this wedding banquet or this wedding reception for his son. Let me walk you through just a few verses. Hopefully you have your Bibles open so that you can see some of the expectations. And we'll, we'll talk about those in just a few minutes. So the scripture starts in verse well, let's start with verse 1. So we know that Jesus is speaking here. And in verse number 3, well, in verse number 2, we see him making the statement about uh, the, the, the kingdom of heaven or liking the kingdom of heaven to a wedding banquet given, given by a king for his son. But right off the bat in verse number 3, we see that there are many guests that were invited to this wedding reception. Verse number three, or parts of verse number three, 3a says, and sent out his servants to call those who were invited 
to the wedding. So the king sent out his servants to invite those or to let the people know or to invite people to the to the wedding. But in verse 3b, we'll call it verse 3 or the latter part of Matthew 22, 3b, the people that were invited refused to come. So there was a request for the people to come, but there was a refusal or rejection of the guest. They were not willing to come. That's pretty straightforward, right? They were not willing to come. They were not willing to come. So the invited guests, the people that were invited to this wedding reception, refused to come. So the king says, well, let's invite them again. Or he sent out a second invitation. Well, how do I know he sent out a second invitation? It's pretty straightforward right there in verse number four. It says, again, he sent out servants, et cetera, et cetera, come to the wedding. Is that what your Bible reads? Verse number four, Matthew 22, verse four, again, he sent out a servant. So there was an initial invitation that went out that was refused. He sent out a second invitation by way of his servants. And this time he says, let the people know that I have prepared this exotic food, you know, that the scripture I prepared about the, you know, I prepared about the fatted calf and the oxen. So he, he's, he wants the people to know that, hey, there's this great feast that I have prepared as it relates to this wedding reception. So there's this initial invitation. There is a refusal or rejection of this invitation. He sends out a second invitation and lets the people know there's this great feast. But notice very carefully what the people do in verse number five. The invited guests ignore the invitations. The scripture says they made light of it and went their ways. Verse six, they ratcheted up a little bit. Ratcheted. Is that a word? That's not a word. They turned it up a little bit. The young people say that's not a word. I say that it is a word. They turned it up. They turned, they turned it up. They turned the heat up. Who is they? Now, I always get upset when I hear people talking on television and they say they. Or if I'm talking to somebody, they say they. I get very upset because I want the individual to define who is they. People always say they or they did this, they did that. Well, who is they? In this particular case, they are the invited guests. Not only did the invited guests ignore the king's invitation, they reacted violently. How do I know they reacted violently? Verse 6 says, and the rest seized their servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them, and killed them. The invited guests, the people that the king invited, they reacted violently. So now the king hears about this. The king hears about this, and he is furious. He is upset. So we see ridicule. We see ruthlessness. But then we also see the rage of the king. The king, when the king heard about it, verse number seven, he was furious. 
And he sent out his servants, destroyed the murderers, and burned up their city. So there was rage, but I'll go ahead and let's add another R. There was revenge as well. So the king got revenge. And so what the king did, he sort of says, well, forget about my guest list. Let's just go out and invite everybody. Go out and invite everybody. That's in verse number eight. Verse number eight says, so those servants, excuse me. Uh, yeah, verse number eight. So if you read in verse number eight, you'll discover that they went out and, and invited many people to this, this wedding feast. And the scripture goes on to talk about in verses eight through 10 that they invited both good and bad. So they invited everybody. Everybody was invited to this wedding reception. So much so that in verse number 10, towards the end of verse number 10, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. The wedding hall was filled with guests. So let me recap. There's this invitation that goes out. Nobody comes. It's rejected. It's just request that goes out. And then there's a rejection of the initial request. The king sends out a second request for people to come, the invited guests. They essentially rejected the second invitation and turned things up another notch, killed the people, treated them very, very bad. The king, so they're, while they're ruthless, the king gets enraged. Then he gets revenge by killing the people who committed murder and burning down their city. Now, I know I went through those verses very, very fast, but there were explicitly, explicitly three lessons that we can learn or three things that we can find out or discover about the expectation of a servant or the expectation of the servant here or the servants. This lesson gives us three expectations for a servant of God. So grab your outlines. Here is the expectation of the servant or the expectation of a servant. Number one, verses two through three, Matthew 22, verses two through three. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. So number one, the servant of God should expect rejection. The servant of God should expect, expect rejection. The servant of God should ex expect rejection. And you know, guess what? This may be news to some of you all. I have not since triumph started. I have not gotten a rejection from a non-believer. I have not gotten a rejection from a non-believer. But guess what? I've gotten, a, I've gotten a rejection from those who call themselves believers that I have invited. Guess what? The people that I invited... Many of them, am I right? The many of the people that I have invited, sent out an invitation, 
they have rejected the invitation or, or refused, flat out refused the invitation because they have not showed up. I'm talking about many, many people. I'm not talking about people that I met like last night. We was in the mall and we, we always hand, hand out cards. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about people that, that know me or that know, know Kim or, or you know, maybe even know some of you all. We're talking about people that live right here in this community. So I have not gotten a rejection, but guess what? I know that as a servant of God, the scripture teaches me here that I should expect rejection. The servant of God should expect, I don't know why I want to say expect, but expect rejection. The servant of God should expect rejection. They were not willing to come. Verses four through six for number two. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited. See, I prepare my dinner. My oxen and fatted calf are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. Come to church. But they made light of it and went their ways, finding everything to do on Sunday morning at 9.30, but come to Triumph Christian Church. One to his own farm and another to his business. They all got some type of excuse for not coming to Triumph Christian Church. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. So the servant of God should expect, expect rejection. The servant of God, I'm going to keep saying it till I get it right. The servant of God should expect rejection, number one. The servant of God should expect oppression, number two oppression. That is major oppression there, right? Treated them spitefully. Treated them spitefully and killed them. Now, I have not run into, I've certainly experienced rejection in some way, shape, or form. I have not experienced oppression. I don't expect to experience oppression, but I know that in many parts of the world, Christians are experiencing oppression in many, many ways. Some of them have lost their lives. And the Bible, there are many instances where people of God were killed because of their belief, because of their, of their faith. So the servant of God should certainly expect rejection. The servant of God should expect oppression. But check this out. Number three. Number three is pretty cool. Matthew 22 and 7. But when the king heard about it, he was furious and sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. So sure, the servant of God should expect rejection. The servant of God should expect oppression. But the servant of God should also expect protection. Protection. You see the protection there in verse number seven? The servant of God should expect protection. The king was upset. So the king dealt with those who treated his servants bad. So I don't worry about rejection. I don't worry about oppression 
because my God is going to provide protection. We can be assured of God's protection. So I just wanted you all to know today that we are disciples. We are servants. And as servants, we're going to experience rejection. We may even experience oppression, but we serve a mighty, mighty God, and we can be assured of his protection.